Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickadee Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I am Chickity Chuck. And I am Godless. And uh, this is where we try to examine all the weekly happenings of everything metal right here for MetalSucks.net. Another amazing week. We're official. Yes. We're on iTunes now. For the first time. That means we are iPod endorsed. I I don't know if that's actually what that means. It means we, we, we got the link up, so that's good. If you want to RSS this thing into your iPod... You can now do that through iTunes, so make sure you search Metal Sucks on uh, iTunes. Subscribe. And subscribe to us. You can have it delivered right to your iPhone anytime you want. It's Give great. us a lot of stars and write reviews. People find us. Yes. Well, write really bad reviews. Come on. Either way. It. Whatever you want to do. I don't yeah, care. I know. I know. I know how good this show is. The reviews so far have been amazing. So, uh, well, I don't know about that. At least some of the commenters have been good. Some of them have been bad, and some of them really, really hate me. And I can't stand it. <laughs> it makes me feel bad inside. It really, really does. But in this episode, we got a we got a bunch of ground to cover, man, because um, unlike last week, we were just kind of rehashing a lot of news that happened last week. There's some uh, there's some new news that happened, as well as some brand new music. This week, we got new music from uh, Kyleza, new music from Orphan Land and Darkane, and a uh, local band, Power Trip. They're from Austin. So Are they? We're, yeah, we're going to play some of that here uh, ah, during the I was going to say all sorts of stuff about them. Now i got to like, curb it. You can't talk case. smack about them. All right, them. I'll talk smack anyway. you got to be nice to them. Well, actually, no, you don't. You don't have to, you don't have to be nice to anybody because you are godless and, and and it's acceptable for you to be the asshole there's no morality none no okay good that to me- go that means we don't have to worry about anything <laughs> oh it's a beautiful day it's such a beautiful and me i'm the happy-go-lucky one yes. so i've got to be the nice guy okay no. yeah you go out and you meet people and yeah Shake all hands that sort of thing. And i gotta be political about stuff yeah. and be nice to people and all that good stuff exactly right? i don't do that but we start out the show with headlines oh man there's some headlines we were talking on our old show about system of a down and um whether or not yeah well, I, I don't even remember how we referenced some yeah, of the stuff with system of a down it came up in one of our topics at some point and how System of a Down, why they haven't come out with a new record kind of thing. And now it, we it know was officially. side projects. We were talking oh, about right. side that's projects. That's right. We were talking about, uh, uh, it was uh, Serge Tankian talking about his uh, talking about his solo project and whether or not what, what we thought of that and how strange some of that <laughs> oh, stuff so was. so bad, yeah. It's, well, some of it is and some of it's not. I mean, no, it's, our, it all sucks when you compare it to System of Down. Well, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. But, um, I mean, Serrat had some validity to it. There was some stuff there. I sort of like some of that, and some of his solo stuff was pretty good. It all sucked. But now we come out with uh, some new, some new details about why System of a Down hasn't made a new record. Exactly as I predicted, and it is exactly what you predicted. I have to give you that. You, Thank you. You win on that Thank one you. because um, the official Shivo page uh, he he basically <laughs> blames blames Serge Tankian for not making a new record with System of a Down. Do you want me to read this? Yeah, yeah. Read just some of this bit. here. Let's see. Uh, I'll come clean. Uh, quote, I'll come clean. It's not us, meaning uh, Darren, John, and Chavo. It's Serge, who doesn't want to do a new album. So please stop harassing us about it. We are just wa- oh, just waiting for Serge. Now he might hate me for exposing the truth, but I had to. Sorry, folks. So that's off the official Chavo uh, page. Uh-huh. <laughs> My favorite was the response from their the, own yes, page. I that's know. the best thing it about is, dude, this I mean, whole that, deal. That comment is sort of like, everybody should know that that's the truth. Exactly. I mean, it's like he just he just telling the room exactly what everybody got in the little pamphlet on their way in. Exactly. It's the elephant in the room. It's, you already knew exactly. that that's the problem, right? Everybody knows it's Serge's fault. Why is it Serge's fault? Because Serge is busy trying to spit out three albums a year of, of, of trite. Is it trite a word? Trite or tripe? Tripe. I think you're thinking tripe. Okay, tripe. <laughs> That's what he's putting out, and and it's just like, uh, you know, if if he if he has all these ideas, he should be taking them to System of a Down and having System of a Down put out a great album. But, but I he's think not. It's, I think it's fun because when you have dueling Facebook pages that are doing different work against each other, because yeah. the official System of a Down Facebook page said, "quote 
Earlier today, Shavo posted a few statements on his own personal Facebook Earlier page. Earlier today, they're monitoring that. Yeah, <laughs> that do not reflect the uh, sentiments of System of a Down as a collective band. These were misleading statements that were made during a temporary state of bad judgment on his part alone. Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. I love the word misleading. Yes. Because it's they're not saying they're he not was saying wrong. They're not saying he was lying. They're not saying it yeah. was misleading because uh, that's the surge. It's okay, man. Oh. Don't worry. It's not everybody, man. It's oh. okay. Come on. Don't worry. It'll be okay. Go I on. mean, what, what do you think System of a Down should have said? Do you think that they should have been like hey sorry about the post that you know the dude did on his personal page period and then link to it you know and that way the band is like hey go read it because he's telling the truth uh, but we want to act like we're separate from it what's weird about it is is that if you're a parent if you've ever had kids the one thing you do if you've got two parents you gotta you know whatever uh, you present a unified front to your child. Yes. Whether it's right, wrong, good, bad, ugly, you present a unified front. You talk about it ahead of time and you put it out there together. Because if you fly off the handle and then you don't, you're not getting backed up on it, then you lose. The, you totally lose the battle. So now, you know, Shavo looks like the fool in this whole thing because he's the one that's kind of going off on this thing i mean he's seeing what everybody's talking about what i I mean as far as from a band perspective the band isn't backing him up the band should be totally you know they're they're not they're not disavowing him completely but they're just not backing him up you want to hear my theory because i was right before about serge being the one who's at fault all right down for it new theory is shavo wrote the post on the shavo personal page and and then shavo wrote (laughs) the the apology on on the band page (laughs) because it's a win-win for system of a down that's actually kind of true they kind of come out they go look here's the elephant in the room we all know it we're just letting you know that we know it too and we're sorry that we told everybody that the elephant's in the room. Yeah. Hopefully everything works out. Okay, I, I could definitely see something like that going on there. I mean, it's a little, you know, they all chess, have the, They all have the passwords to it, man. Exactly. Or did Serge actually write uh, Shavo's post on his page and Serge wrote the <laughs> system of... It could be Serge. Do you really think that the other guys no, in the system know, of a down spend know. any time on their Facebook page? There's uh, no way. They're like busy collecting comic books or something like that. Do you think you any band spends time on their Facebook page? Probably Shavo not. does. Uh, yeah, Shavo actually does. I Shavo think. does. He definitely does, man. So that's my theory. He wrote both posts. One that's going to be spending a little more time on their Facebook page is going to be Carcass because they are now signed to Nuclear Blast yeah! Records. You see what's oh, weird? Oh, it's so awesome! I don't know why it took so long to find a label home for a band like Carcass. Oh, what, what's, what's the deal with negotiating that? Negotiating for the money. Yeah, you're probably right. Because they're pro- that are trying to convince Bill Steer. There's <laughs> there's not many. There's not many labels that would have a problem with a band like Carcass being on there because they're going to send is they're going to sell at least ten twenty thousand records right off the bat just because of the name the name alone. Oh, totally. So I mean, it's going to be it's going to go gangbusters from the start anyway. So why did it take so long? But Nuclear Blast seems to be a perfect fit for something like that. Yes. And now that they're picking up all kinds of other bands um, on new bands and old bands and really beefing up their roster. It's kind of nice to see somebody like Carcass on that on that label. The man. only good. thing that would have possibly been cooler is if they'd gone back to Eric. In a way, that would have been kind of cool, right? It, okay, all right. But, I could see that. But Eric is like, what's wrong with Eric? Why couldn't they make that happen? Well, I don't know, man. They're like I a shell know. of what they used to be. But when you got to, when you got the 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 battleground of Nuclear Blast Records and Roadrunner, the verses with all the A and R behind yep. the scenes. You, we're going to see a lot of those bands heading over to the experience that is now at Nuclear Blast Records. Yeah. It's just one of those things that we predicted that before as well. Yep. You know, it's something that you're just going to see picking up all all kinds of big acts, man. Nuclear Blast obviously has been like, you know, the the label that, you know, one of the big labels. But I think that now we're talking about they are right on the precipice of of really jumping up to another level. Maryland Death Fest was this weekend. We didn't Whatever get to go. Whatever you call it. We, did, we, we didn't get to go, unfortunately. Next year, we should be hosting that damn thing. Uh, I, so promoters of Maryland Death Fest, get in touch with our people. Just don't wear your spikes, though, from from what I hear. <laughs> I, th- I think everybody was a little ticked off that they had to leave their chain wallets in the car. Is that right? And uh, they're, they're, I don't know. We weren't there, so I can't tell you <laughs> for sure. All I know is that every metal show I've ever been to, you got to leave your chains in the car anyway. Yeah. So if, it, if you had to buy tickets, if you were able to buy tickets ahead of time, you're going to have to leave all that crap in the car. So I've been, I think there's going to be more 
stuff coming out about what exactly went down with Maryland Death Fest in this week coming up because, you know, everybody's there concentrating on metal and booze. So we'll, we'll get some more reports this week as it, as it goes on. But we want to talk in our next segment because the other big thing was the Hanneman funeral that happened this week, yeah. or the Han- Hanneman memorial that happened this week at the Palladium in L.A. So we're going to get into that in our ne- next segment. I think there was more moshing at my grandmother's memorial. <laughs> it's the Metal Sucks podcast. <laughs>
Sony Music from Children of Bodom from their new record, Halo of Blood, that comes out in stores June 11th. That one's called Bodom Blue Moon on the Metal Sucks podcast. Look for uh, look for Alexi Leho. He's going to be doing a live chat on MetalSucks.net on Tuesday. He's somebody in the Actually, band. we're going to be posting this on Tuesday, I think, on Tuesday the 28th. Uh-huh. That's happening this afternoon. I think it's 3 p.m. Pacific, so our time would be, what, 5 or something like that? I don't so, know. Yeah, I don't know. Wherever you are, man, <laughs> just go to MetalSucks.net on Tuesday. You'll find a live chat with Alexi Leho from uh, Children of Bodom. Now, in this segment, we wanted to uh, talk about the Jeff Hanneman funeral. For us, that would be the uh, big elephant in the room this week because there's so much stuff that was posted about the Hanneman funeral. Did you watch all the video? I didn't watch all the videos. I watched a handful of the videos, got bored stiff. I was. I watched most of them. I, I wanted to see what Brian Schlegel had to say, and he, his was really good. Was I, it? I thought he was uh, he was pretty awesome. See, I didn't watch his. I watched his. I watched Rob Turillo. I watched um, Carrie King's, of, of course, course, which I thought was uh, was good. But overall... Um, and Slagle's the Metal Blade guy, right? Yeah, he's the founder of Metal Blade, and you know, he really gave thrash metal on the West Coast a, a, a chance, a fighting chance, and has been such a proponent of all things metal his entire life for the past three decades so it was all definitely good to hear him it was an interesting um interesting deal uh i i wish we could have went out there and uh, checked it out because i feel we, they, we should have hosted it they should have hired us to host it <laughs> not yet we gotta we gotta get some experience we gotta get this is only episode two of the metal sucks podcast godless we can't we can't just jump in like with both feet you're already planning out uh, you're, you're planning out our our tour oh it would have been cool we would have actually made that thing fun to be at but it looked like boring as all get out i don't know you know i mean i've heard different reports from different people but it's like any show or any concert or anything you go to this is one person like, it's the best thing ever. Oh, man, I can't believe it. Oh, it's so great seeing everybody and all this. And then other people are like, this is the worst time I've ever had. I can't believe it. They should have done this, this, this. It was like somebody died. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> I mean, Slago, uh, hopefully. Wait somebody, wait, somebody did die. They had candles. I yeah. watched, I watched, uh, like, Trujillo had no idea what to say. He was just a fanboy on stage and it had nothing interesting. I went and saw them at uh, the Roseland Ballroom in 19-whatever, and it was really great. And then I saw him a bunch of other times. It was like, I, I don't care. I don't care. I think the problem that you have with that is that you're asking rock stars, you're asking metal dudes to get up there and say something about... Uh, a bad situation you're asking them to be eloquent and the one thing that we know about metal dudes is that they they're, uh, they're not they're not very eloquent well, they need they're, the dude who they don't talk very well they should hire the guy who used to write randy Blythe's press releases to write the memorial speeches because that, those press releases used to be perfect well i mean i think i think uh, well if you wanted to really get somebody you get somebody like rob flynn who rob flynn obviously can talk especially about emotions yeah. we've read from his blog post in the past yeah they need a bunch of weepers yeah I mean, ra- metal's ra- got some weepers They're like you hire a a metal weeper but i mean are they better uh, are they better writers and t- than talkers I, it seemed like they were just trying to get the bigger guys up there on stage and they may not have been the perfect the good choice for uh people to talk up there uh, and talk about this stuff going on or was it whoever they could get on such short notice to get up there and who was there at the time and why you know, did i figure rob trio would be better off just playing a bass solo yeah. as a tribute you know <laughs> <laughs> and then there you go yeah thank you hanneman but we why didn't they it. have dave lombardo or tom Araya say anything i don't even care if they have nothing to say i tuned in to, to listen to carrie king because i mean who knows hanneman better than carrie king other than hanneman's ex-wife yeah i mean <sighs> and bartender <laughs> oh, oh, too soon, too soon. Oh, that hurts. That was probably the weirdest thing. Was all right, everybody, go get drunk now. Yeah, like, wait, what do you tell? Really? Yeah. Okay, let's go tell everybody to go drink now for Jeff Hanneman, who died of cirrhosis of the liver. That's that's yeah. You guys are that's man, metal. That's metal. <laughs> that's pretty damn. That's pretty damn metal right there. That's Kerry King what. making sure that the guys at Jaeger know he ain't going anywhere. Uh, free Jaeger for everybody. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. All right, this is a good time. But Kerry King's speech. I mean, I get it. Kerry King's a, a jerk off, right? His whole speech was was about Hanneman laughing at funny things that Kerry King did when he was drunk. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even about anything that Jeff Hanneman did. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, let me tell you a funny story about Jeff Hanneman. I threw something at this other guy, and he thought it was really funny. Jeff Hanneman, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Hanneman. Let's. Uh, I mean, it was like the lamest speech ever. I mean, but you had to watch it because it's Kerry King. I don't know. Some of the photos I saw were pretty, pretty crazy. Seeing, uh, seeing 
Kerry uh, King wiped tears away from his eyes was sort of interesting, man. I think you get in that situation. You're not the kind of dude that stands up and gives any kind of eulogy or anything normally. This is the first time we've seen anything like this before, man. So, I mean, we've never seen, even on Dio's level, I think I think that was sort of private. It, it's This is the first time we've seen a big metal dude like this go out like, go right. out like this. So, is this the right way to do it? Is it the wrong way to do it? Is there what's the better way to do it? It I mean, was totally wrong. I mean, I think it was. I think it was appropriate that something happened, but I, I think, agree. I, but I think it was really weird that it happened the way it did. It was it, 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 no fanfare. I mean, when people started moshing during uh, uh, when they played uh, Angel of Death, I was like, I had chills. Yeah, I, it was awesome, right? But the the the, the even, it was funny because there was when they started the 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 like you know video montage or whatever it was mm-hmm. it was first of all it was awful and then they started off by playing a metallica song it's not mm-hmm. even a slayer song and everybody's like uh what i mean i know slayer don't have any ballads but you could start with south of heaven and it would have been yeah, awesome totally right and metallica song oh god you gotta be kidding me you can't get away from metallica <laughs> and then and then and then uh but and then there's a dude standing right next to the camera that i watch it on the video and the guy goes i love slideshows and that was, <laughs> was like, that dude nailed it he nailed it, it was a stupid slideshow slide are great yeah. that's super <laughs> Oh, that's a it's wonderful. But it wasn't even like faded in good or I mean I know with you, you nobody was expecting it so they throw it together as fast as possible. But I think somebody's got to give some thought into the way a truly awesome heavy metal memorial is got to be because I mean hell you got a bunch of dudes who are getting old true, and a bunch more true. who've been living yeah. incredibly unhealthy and we're for gonna, a long time for a long time they're all going to start dropping now so you know we got to get ready there ought to be some sort of game plan for how you put together a truly awesome metal memorial and I, this was I not think it we, i think we have a new company i think we have a way to Absolutely. start up right now a consultancy because i think that's so it's it's there's a vacuum yeah there's a complete vacuum of uh of ability there to make something like this happen you don't hire the funeral director from down the street to uh, set up a metal it, memorial who put flowers on stage come on flowers next to an iron cross oh, i mean you know golly. all those it was interesting to see the pictures of the stage because i had a couple of people that were there that were friends of mine that sent uh, that were instagramming and sending pictures and they had his guitar set up they had his ashes all they the had amps they had candles they had pictures the amps. of amps they had um you know the iron cross and some flowers on stage and flowers stuff are lame but you know does that represent what jeff hanneman is or should we have gone even farther and done even more crazy stuff? I, th- I think there's just a better better ways that it could have been done. But, I mean, who are we to talk? I mean, I, what do you mean, who are we? <laughs> We're the Metal Sucks podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. We can talk all about it. Hell We're going to yeah. talk smack about it. I, I mean, I'm not expecting Slayer to get on stage. I'm not expecting that they're going to get like all their buddies to come up and do a, you know, a whole awesome like a uh, uh, bunch of covers, uh, Slayer covers. Although that would have been at least cool to end the whole night with to have like I don't know, like an all star jam oh, or Slayer, some, yeah, 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 of like you know Trujillo on bass and you know all that stuff would have been awesome. Yeah, but. Yeah, you know the, the speeches I I listened to. They weren't funny. They weren't entertaining. They were kind of lame. Trujillo had nothing to say. There, these guys had no idea what to say. And I think that they needed. There needs to be somebody who kind of. This Man, is my worry. You, my worry is that everybody's going to look to this memorial as, as being the, the way template. you do it. Yeah, this is the template, or this That's is the way the it would fear, be. That's the fear, man, and it shouldn't be that way. No, man, because I mean, if if somebody, I I hate to say anybody's name because I don't want anything to happen to anybody out there. But if I think of somebody like Ozzy, uh, Ozzy or Lemmy or somebody like that, you know, those that's got to be huge, man. Yes. It can't be. It it can't be this sort of blah. Yeah, you want something more. You want it to be a big party, and it should have more music involved. You know, it. if you're gonna tell a story, you know, like like you know, Ozzy's funeral, somebody's got to be talking about him peeing on the Alamo and sniffing coke off of a sidewalk. You know, that's what I want to hear. That's mm. that's funny. That's entertaining. That's what I go to a memorial for. We should have had a preacher up there. We should have we should have given the uh, the, the, yeah, convocate, the benediction. Uh, oh, well, yeah. it would have been uh, that would have been ghost. It would have been a oh, Papa, Papa yeah. Emeritus. That was one thing they did right, is making sure that ghosts didn't show up. <laughs> oh, you God. Say, you say that, man. we got to get into some new music here in a little bit. I know. it's uh, it's. Uh, let's see. What are we going to play on this podcast today? We're going to do something new from Darkane here in a little bit. We're also going to do 
something new from Orphan Land. But we were hoping that we were going to get uh, Laura Pleasance uh, on we, the podcast. We got this cock week. blocked, people. Totally. Uh, didn't happen, man. What the hell? It's okay. Maybe next week. Well, we're going to keep trying so that I can uh, make a fool out of myself trying to talk to Laura Pleasance from Kyleza. Their new record, Ultraviolet, which is amazing, comes out this Tuesday. We wanted to play a song for you called Unspoken on the Metal Sucks podcast.
Lisa Unspoken out their Ultraviolet record, which comes out today. That would um, be the 28th. Yeah, that's where we're at right now. Sure. Yeah, it's the 28th. It's a time warp. Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get Laura on this show here at some point. It's gonna. Gonna, it's gonna happen. You know, she's we're gonna get her like all like hot wanting to get on our show you know that's when it's really worth it is that what it takes yeah because then people will be you know linking us to their facebook going hey they're talking about you again the metal yeah. sucks podcast is that's talking right. about you that's again right. uh, yeah yeah all right <laughs> I, I will get a picture of me with uh, laura pleasance at some point even if it's her in the other side of the room <laughs> Because that's that's all I can handle. I, I, think I, I can't physically handle anything else. We I should think. set a goal that we just make it so that eventually she comes to you. Is that what it's going to take? That's that's okay. what we want to make happen. But we were talking during that song actually about the sound and regionality of music because um, when you listen to that album, you really hear sort of the influence of where they come from. And I don't know if that's a, if, if that's something that's real or not, or is something I imagine because they're from what they're from the. Georgia. Area, yeah, I mean they right? don't something like that. They don't sound like Laura Pleasance is humping Mastodon's leg, but it it sounds like. But you get these, it's got a thing. Yeah, these similar sounds that are come out of, of similar areas. You know, Mastodon, Black Tusk, uh, Kyleza from that area. You think about other bands that have come from genres or different things. When the the uh, the West Coast thrash thing, whether it's Metallica, Testament, uh, Slayer, that that sort of thing, or even more recent, the metalcore thing that happened in. Uh, Maryland, Virginia area with uh, Killswitch Engage and All That Remains and those bands that came out of the same scenes together because we were listening and tossing around ideas about uh, all these other bands that that incorporate not just regional sort of sounds or what's going on in their town, but also uh, overarching cultural sort of themes because uh, we, we're going to talk about the New Orphan Land here in a little bit and that's decidedly middle eastern because it's supposed to be decidedly middle eastern and we got to talking about um i'm talking about where it started so who do you think was one of the first bands that really decided to incorporate their their culture their heritage their sound of actual well you what, know, do you, what do you call we were, that i mean yeah, their, their culture into it we were talking we were talking about like one of the topics we're going to talk about at the end of the show is like that song you listen to over and over and over and over again for me it's rada mahata by sepultura i love that oh, yeah, one yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and i mean it, it i don't even know if it's a cover or an original or what but it's awesome but it, it incorporates that whole like crazy drums and it's all in portuguese and you know it's it's just it's heavy as and all that's, get out and that's where i think it started at least in metal yeah. really involving their ethnic or background into the music that the that is inside uh the metal songs that they were writing you get some of that with um with bands like melakesh uh you get some some that incorporated in there and it's not even in their heritage <laughs> like nile right you look at those guys are like those were some were they really from like connecticut or something no no it's somewhere it's east coast but it's somewhere south of there i, I can never remember if it's one of the carolinas or, or what i don't know but uh, but i know carl sanders is not uh, he's, <laughs> he's not egyptian i don't think maybe uh but he's but, as egyptian as colonel sanders but they really sold it though i mean that's their thing yeah. you know so the, and they do a really good job and with they it. own it yeah. yeah and i think that's a really kind of honest venture and weird but then you get other bands like melakash that are directly from there and derive from their directly from their culture and involve that infuse it into their music like nobody else could yeah and they do it as effectively i think as sepultura did because they it's so inherent in everything that they're doing when they sit down to write, you know, they not only have, you know, uh, you know, their old obituary and cannibal corpse influences happening, but the, you know, and, and I don't even know if they have that much of that, but you know, those old bands that most of us are thinking about when you sit down to write a death metal song, they also have what's happening on their radio, what they grew up with, all that stuff. Yeah. What that's they're also surrounded their with and, yeah. and what, what, yeah, what angle they're coming at the world from, you know, right. what their worldview is and where that is. Cause I mean, we all look at our window and see certain things and that's how it is. I was thinking about it in relation to like Southern sludge, you know, that kind of stuff where listening to down and right uh crowbar, crowbar and i hate god and bands like that and it's all this sort of southern crunchy sort of sound and it just uh, kind of happens together because that's what you see you go out to shows you see these bands kind of doing that and then you emulate it and it just kind of trickles down into what you do in the middle east though i mean you don't really get that so how do you it, what, what's interesting to me is to see bands like melakash or bands like even a Krasikata, who w was the band that was the focus of the heavy metal in baghdad movie right you know, where do they get their influences from it now we get more in internet obviously 
So you can get influences from the United States, get influences from China, you can get influences from uh, Norway and everywhere because we're all connected to everything. So does that limit our culture and what we see, or does it make it more important to involve your actual heritage into the into the music that you're making? Well, Metal Sucks put put up that video this week of that uh, protest dude from China, Ai Weiwei or whatever his yeah, name yeah, is, yeah. and it, and he's got that really cool odd vocal thing going on that you know it's it, he's trying to do metal, but he's got like this. Uh, uh, you know, awesome influence from his culture that's happening in the way that he sings. And, you know, it's it, it makes it unique. You may not like it, but you got to give it props for being something different. Yeah. And there's you see some of that stuff. I, I think Orphan Land on this new uh, on this new one, which was posted this week, too, is uh, is kind of an interesting way to, uh, to to blend it in because Orphan Land got a lot of. um they got a lot of legs because of where they're from. They're they're a metal band from Israel, so everybody's like, "Oh, they're from Israel. Oh, they must have been through blah 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 blah." But I feel like there's some. Oh man, uh, it feels forced to me. Oh, perfect word. You know, like it feels it feels totally forced. And I saw them a couple of years ago during South by Southwest. Uh, it was a day show, you know, whatever. But uh, everybody's like, "Oh, you got to see this band. They're out there from Israel." I'm like, "Oh, cool." They're from so what? Yeah, you know, I mean that's 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 great and all, but but what is it? You know, what is that? You know, is that is that the hook that you got for me? Is the music any good? You listen to the music and it's and it's okay. You know, it's a it, to me it's all right. But the the new one, you, what were you saying about it? About it's it? like the Epcot Center of world metal. <laughs> it's it, it's so forced what? and and, what and do you robotic mean by and and false. It just it just feels wrong. It's it feel it it sounds like what somebody from indiana who spent his entire life growing up listening to to uh uh, uh john cougar mellencamp what his impression of what an israeli metal band should sound like but they're actually from israel I so know, i mean maybe that's, that's what what it should sound like no you know? is, that, is that what it should should be like it doesn't sound like it's like it doesn't like we were talking about you compare it to melichash you t- compare it to sepultura those guys made it sa- they, they they moved the music forward and it sounded interesting and unique and everybody else would hear that and go how do i incorporate that in the what I'm doing, they sound like they were influenced by. Uh, I don't know. It just, like, like it's it's it, it just sounds it's false. It sounds false to me. Well, let's let everybody else judge for themselves, man. From their uh, latest record or that's going to be coming out, all is one. Orphan Land with "Let the Truths Be Known" on the Metal Sucks podcast.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. jam right there man darkane the sinister conspiracy is the name of the song on the metal sucks podcast i love it you you like it you're kind of up in the air on it right yeah it's like the the verses are great and then the choruses suck what are you talking about it sounds dude? like two it's... songs mashed up together i, oh, I know whatever, that's the man. metal core it's all thing like, that's what it's supposed to do i know but it just it, it sounds it once again it sounds forced it so, doesn't sound natural i think it flows really well man oh. i think darkane's always been kind of one of those band I, a band that i really like uh-huh. I, i've dug that band for a long time so. i like the cur- verses the verses were great. I listen to the verses. I'm like, I like my penis. My penis is good. 
It's awesome. I like my penis. And then the courses come hey, along. my vagina. There's my vagina. Okay, here's my vagina. How do you like that vagina? Exactly. Okay, okay. No, whatever, dude. I think it's all pretty tough, man. I like it. I, you know, do you not like soil work? Do you not like in flames? Do you not uh, like those bands in that flames, do that? No, boring. Really? You know, it's like, ah, oh, the verses are good. Same thing. Why uh, they? Why is it that the verses are always the penis part and the choruses are always the vagina part? Why don't they have vagina verses and penis choruses? It's called a hook, man. I mean, that, that's... Yeah, I love hooks, but don't... D- d- you that's know, a great hook, man. But don't wussify your hook. Oh, uh, I think it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, man. No, they're all wuss. You, you mentioned a bunch of bands that have nothing but wussy hooks. If you were going to listen to a song like that, if you're going to listen to songs in general over and over and over again, you want something that you can sing along with, something that you can get into and and bounce with, and and you want it to be like that. That's good. I could listen to that over yeah, and over again. Yeah, but look at all of the great bands that had awesome, huge penis hooks. Right, like what? Like Sepultura? Oh, come on! Like like Soulfly? Come on! Like like Carcass? Like Cannibal Corpse? Like Obituary? I mean, the list goes on and on. Name something in the last decade, Godless. Come on, let's, Soulfly. Uh, let's do that. Well, really, the last Soulfly record that's got—I mean, it's got hooks in it. But really, you listen to that a bunch? Really? Arsis, the new Arsis. Okay, all right. That that actually has some big penis hooks. Big penis <laughs> hooks. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'd have to say I would agree with that. Uh, that that one's definitely got a hook in my penis. Why, anyway, yeah. no, it's good. Why is it that all the hooks in metal all of a sudden seem to be vagina hooks? Uh, because it works, man. We we know like anything else. If you bring the chicks, the dudes will come. So if uh, so we'll have cancer a bunch of bats had great freaking Tech Ka- Ka- got great penis hooks. You're ta- you're talking about you're ta- the cancer bats have more balls than Darkane does. Is that what you're really telling me? Totally, right now? You, totally. You, no, I, when it comes to their hooks, they got bigger balls on their hooks. I'm disqualifying you from this podcast. Right oh, you God. you cannot you cannot speak to this podcast what? anymore. I'm turning your mic off. That's like, it. Like I said, like Darkane, you know, I get it. You know, you shave. You know, that's what I hear. You guys shave, you know, but but I want a metal band that, that's got a lot of hair. <sighs> but I mean, Darkane may be able to grow a lot of hair, but they shave it off every time a chorus comes. And instead, I want a band that's like, I got hair all over my verse and I'm going to keep my hair during my damn course. All right. So answer this question that they, that they asked this week, because sometimes on uh, Metal Sucks, if you go to MetalSucks.net, and you uh, look at the question of the week, because they come up with some pretty decent questions that they ask their staff. And this week was a good one. And it kind of relates to this topic because uh, it's what's the actual question? Let me read it here. What is the most recent occurrence of you listening to a jam like a bunch of times in a row, like an addict? What made you what turned you on recently more than anything else and made you listen to it? It's I mean, obviously, it's got some kind of gigantic phallus in it. It's got something huge hanging down between the legs. It's so got what, a penis what, hook. What is it? Well, I just mentioned Arsis, right? Yeah. And, and and if you go back a few weeks, you and I raved about the new Arsis. Yeah, album. that's true. And there is an unbelievable, an unbelievable amount of silence right now that I see on blogs and, you know, and just everybody talking about this album. They're not. And they should be. The new Arsis album is killer yes and i listened to it on repeat the whole album for like three weeks constant i think they're i think they're put off uh put off by the sunglasses at night cover i think that's what it is yeah yeah i think so i think that actually pissed a lot of people off i could see and and i could see that because that's that being song number six on the record and not being buried at the last at the end makes it go well but see i love that cover i think it's really cool you know what's I funny was awesome. i was listening to the album the other day and my nine-year-old's like like hey dad that song's really good what song is that and i'm like oh it's called sunglasses at night and he's like really and i'm like yeah and it's a cover because he ne- he heard the arsis version before, before he ever he heard, heard the real one yeah the real one so then he went back and listened to the old one and he's like that yeah dad, the old one sucks <laughs> like, that's my boy yeah all right all right <laughs> but yeah i mean what i was getting to was that i'm starting to kind of wean off of the arsis album mm-hmm. but this song uh handbook for the recently deceased is the song that to me is hanging out it's I, okay. i'm listening mm-hmm. to that one because it's 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 more than more than the rest of the album it's like uh uh it's it's death rock more than death metal mm. it's got these huge penis hooks that it sounds to me like they they were listening to a hell of a lot of like i don't know uh Come on. Jeez. Use I don't words. know. Yeah, but like, like, dude, listen to like just old time rock albums when they created the hooks Thin for Lizzie. that song. Yeah, like Thin Lizzy and stuff like that, for sure. I could see that. I, I could see that. Yeah. It's been a while since I've really, really got into something and listened to it over and over and over and over again. I mean, 
it'll happen for a while and then I just have to get rid of it. Like, uh, I think we were talking uh, earlier before we got going about uh, Clutch's latest album, Earth Rocker, being one of those. And I listened to I, I, it's hard for me to go anything that everybody likes because everybody likes it. You know, so Clutch is one of those. Mastodon is one of those, you know, where I could say, yeah, listen to blood mountain over and over and over again but earth rocker there's one song on earth rocker that got me like none other and it made me put it on the hd2 channel it made me put it on my on my regular show on friday nights i mean i listened to the face over and over and over and over and over again until i had to like stop listening to it again that that song it's the one with the 1000 dress masters <laughs> good job under the sea uh, yes, th- thank you all right yeah, <laughs> hey, everybody comment about that, how great that, that, that voice is <laughs> shut up dude <laughs> come on man come on man don't, see i think it's such a great it's, it's a great comment on how awesome that album is because for me it's the title track Really? Yeah. See, I think the title track is lame, actually. I really think the title track is lame, unless it's live. Because live, awesome. It it totally makes sense to me And they start their set with it nowadays, don't they? Well, because if you're going to bring it, bring it live on stage. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. So so seeing it live is better than listening to it on the album. I guess for me... So that song is kind of mad at me. I think for me, it's more than just the song itself. What I loved about the song uh, so much was that it immediately told me old clutch is back this that song and, and a bunch of the other songs in the album could have uh, uh be just as welcome on transnational speedway and you can't say that about the last three or four albums from clutch but uh here's here's i'm i'm whipping out my vinyl now for you i'm gonna i'm gonna pull out my vinyl because uh, because clutch is good right clutch is something i like but i'm gonna it, pull out my thumb drive while you do that it's been a long time since i've really really gotten into a band to to the level that i've gotten into this band though this is one of those bands that i have I, I didn't get anything from their record label. I heard them. I downloaded them on iTunes, and I went to I went to the show. I bought the vinyl. I bought a T-shirt. I bought the next record. I uh, downloaded the album. I've listened to. I bought the patch for my uh, for my battle jacket. I mean, I've done everything that I could possibly do. I'm almost, I'm just this shy of like giving them money to do something because I'm like, come on, something. Yeah. And I cannot get away from the band Nails. I don't know what it is about this band that gets me going so much, but I love Nails so much, man. And their album Unsilent Death is so incredible to me and i have listened to it repeatedly i mean repeatedly the one the the song that i've listened to over and over and over, if i had to pick one song it would be i will not i will not follow is the song that i like so much on here but something about that record just got me man and it it just sounds perfect in my mind like it's exactly <laughs> what i want to hear metal wise and it it gets me going it just and the new album is really good abandoned all life and it's great stuff, but something about that Unsilent Death record, it was I think it's their debut album, and it had something to it. And when I saw them live, they had a lot of really pro gear. They had a lot of really amazing stuff. And the the comment I got from one of my from one of my true death metal friends, true with a V, uh, was that uh, this is what money rock or money metal can do for you because they had a lot of really good equipment and stuff when they were playing. But uh, but I love it. I think it's I I think it's amazing. You know, it's Some hold- nails I will yeah. not follow. You're holding up that like big useless artwork they got there, and I think that they're almost a victim of their artwork because it you know it's black and white. It looks like it came out in Norway in 1994. Yeah, and and yeah. it so got kind of a dark throwing thing. Yeah, and it just it, it you know and the font on their logo and the whole thing it totally to me kind of misrepresents the sound of on the album. Kind of. And uh, yeah, I love I love nails as well. I think that to me, the way I describe it is, it's like a it's like a humongous wall that you can't get around, you can't get over. There's no holes in it at all. It's just solid and huge and massive, and it's going to crush you. And that is awesome. Now, this is one of those topics that we could talk about for five hours because uh, I mean, really, there's a lot of different music that I, that I've listened to over and over again. But it's rare to find something that you just can name right off the bat and as soon as as soon as i read that that question this is exactly who i thought about i didn't think about any other band i was like which one turned me on like nothing else it was this band right here it was nails and for you recent the most recent one was what do you say arsis yeah yeah i would be there man that and def leopard would be my other one and then clutch 
<laughs> but, but that's not reason. Fooling. Yeah, that's a that's a whole nother uh, whole nother topic for another time, man. But we got to wrap up this podcast because we only have a certain amount of time. We only have an hour. They won't give us more time. Not yet. We just what we'll have to do. We'll just have to start recording it because uh, you know. Make sure you find us on uh, on iTunes now because we are up on iTunes. Just search you know metal sucks and uh, you can uh, get it there. So if you're listening to this online. You go to your uh, iTunes, search Metal Sucks Podcast, and boom, you'll find it right there. Make sure you subscribe to it and have it downloaded right to your mobile, mobile, lookity device or man, whatever. If you're on you, Android, try to get that RSS feed through. Podcaker yeah, we're figuring that out, man. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna post the links to the uh, to that up on uh, uh, up on the uh, whatever Facebooky Twitter thingy stuff. We're working a few things out how yeah. to get a hold of us and contact <laughs> us because I, I'm afraid of letting anybody in in too far <laughs> to, to my email address. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I need those kinds of comments, man. But uh, we're going to wrap up this podcast with a song from uh, Power Trip. I am Chickity Chuck. And I am Godless. And this has been the Metal Sucks Podcast. We'll leave you with a brand new one from Power Trip's latest album. That's, uh, I can't even remember the name of the album, damn it. What's the name of the record? It's uh, Manifest Decimation. A song called Conditioned to Death on the Metal Sucks Podcast. Peace. Peace.